0: Radical left has taken over the Democratic Party. Hello and welcome to Think Progressively, covering politics and all the other chaos Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinnamon have to offer. By the way, this is now the Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinnamon Show. This is episode 58, recorded on Friday, January 14th from Milwaukee. I'm Joe.
1: And I'm Jason. And Jason, how much do you hate Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema today? Uh, you mean the real presidents of the United States? Yes. They're not great. They all right. They are standing between us and a lot of important legislation.
0: Well, we're going to talk about them today with many other headlines so stay tuned and roll music
1: (laughs) the fact is that everything he's
0: saying so far is simply a lie i'm not here to call out his lies everybody knows he's a liar up first in headlines let's talk about the newest supreme court decision how they overturned biden's osha mandate for vaccines
1: the mandate for testing and everything else (laughs) because it's not really a vaccine mandate right it says you have to get tested once a week
0: or get vaccinated
1: unless you're vaccinated yeah. it's a testing mandate with a vaccine exemption but it's being portrayed everywhere as a vaccine mandate so vaccine mandates are bad because joe rogan tells me so then so they must be opposed i heard
0: homeopathy works really well to immunize you
1: and acupuncture yeah and reiki
0: people who throw on um, footballs really well cupping told me how to do that
1: the, where you put tape can Tape, that's another good one. Wait, what's that one? Do you, ne- you ever watch the Olympics where they got, like, tape all over their arms
0: and oh. stuff? Oh.
1: That's what that is. Oh, is that like yeah, it's supposed to, like, Because apparently that attaches to your muscles from the outside of your skin. What? Well, that's the—that's what they would have you believe is that it somehow gives you structural support, even though it's on the outside of your skin. Great. So if you're wearing a shirt, you have just a ton of extra support. <laughs> your muscles that's why you don't listen I, to athletes i'm so limber right now here we go because <laughs> they're very superstitious and they will literally believe anything as long as they get results and you know it's them that's getting the results but they will just think it's well because i wore the same shirt on tuesday so now i've got to wear that shirt every tuesday i gotcha. you and it's kind of the same thing when they you know some quack puts hot cups on on them to give them hickeys.
0: They play good the next game. Right. Netflix, then, you know, I'm doing it every time now. Here and then you know.
1: you'll start to see, like, at the Olympics, it's a thing if you watch oh, any well, time. Oh, look, look at the swimmers, man. It'll the, be everybody. Well, it's whatever quack treatment, like, somebody who's getting good <laughs> results is doing, all of a sudden the next day you'll see everybody.
0: Well, that's literally how cupping came to be so popular in athletes was, I think it was Olympic swimmers.
1: You saw, like, a couple Olympic mm-hmm. swimmers do it, and then all of a sudden, boom. And the kinesio tape was the same thing with yeah. the women's beach volleyball team.
0: Whatever happened to those, like bracelet, those magnetic bracelets are supposed to balance you or something like right. that. Right. You
1: can't pull me over when I've got this on. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, like all things, it's a fad. It went away. I'm sure it'll come back eventually.
0: Let's make that come back, Jason. We'll make millions. <laughs> Start doing
1: it. Can you got to hit just, it at the right time. We got to say it it prevents
0: COVID too.
1: Oh, it'd be great.
0: Can we just throw away our ethics and just make millions of dollars? I've now learned this is so easy to do.
1: Well, yeah, if you are willing to do it. I mean, look at Dave Rubin, Candace Owens, Joe Rogan, yeah, Benjamin, anyone successful on the conservative Jordan, Jordan side. Jordan Peterson, just lie. Brett Dr. Weinstein, Bogosian, James
0: Lindsay, Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein, <sighs> Tim Pool. Oh God, we're on the wrong side, man. We're on the wrong side for the right reasons. <laughs> So let's get back. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the Supreme Court. Here we go. In a 6-3 vote along, well, you say party lines here. I like that you say that. Along conservative, conservative l- liberal, liberal lines, political lines, whatever. The conservatives are going to conservative. Overturn Biden's OSHA regulation on the grounds that COVID is not an occupational hazard.
1: Right. It's everywhere. So...
0: Well, that was their, that was their argument, right? right? It's because the idea That's- of OSHA is supposed to regulate what's happening in the workplace. but well, we know that COVID is not just in the workplace. It's everywhere
1: i mean salmonella is everywhere too but we still have osha regulations that dictate and health and safety regulations that dictate nah you're crazy you're <laughs> cr- i don't know what you're talking about we still have air quality and they specifically put air pollution as one of the things that they couldn't regulate in that decision and it's like well you regulate air quality though so how does that work like in factories and places that are like dust dusty environments and you have things like mandatory ear and eye protection there's loud noises everywhere joe why should (laughs) why should it be different in a workplace because freedom or something so i just want to read a couple of the the quotes from the 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 majority opinion first and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit sounds good so the majority opinion it's an unsigned opinion which of course and one uh, just a brief snippet that we have from it is although congress has indisputably given osha the power to to regulate occupational dangers it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly requiring the vaccination of 84 million americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category now let's read from the dissent in the face of a still raging pandemic this court tells the agency charged with protecting worker safety that it may not do so in in all the workplaces needed. As disease and death continue to mount, this court tells the agency that it cannot respond in the most effective way possible. Without legal basis, the court usurps a decision that rightfully belongs to others. It undercuts the capacity of the responsible federal officials, acting well within the scope of their authority, to protect American workers from grave danger. Which of those two opinions do oh, you clearly uh, unsigned one the, the <laughs> one that's by supposedly anonymous judges on a ni- nine court court nine justice court <laughs> on a nine justice court so this is basically saying that anything that occurs outside of the workplace cannot therefore be regulated within the workplace correct which is of course ridiculous well it's not it's straight up nonsense and
0: on top of that it goes against the general evidence of what we're seeing right now where oh, i can't remember npr was reporting on it. I can't remember what employers they were, but there were some large employers that have started doing vaccinations because they thought this was going to go through. Yes. So they started doing it where they were losing an average one worker a week and not lose as in like they left the company. They died from COVID. So with those companies with that new OSHA regulation in the midst, they started doing mandatory vaccinations and they stopped seeing them like within the last two to three months because everyone's vaccinated now.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing Delta Airlines specifically cited as a company that had just this high amount of employee death. Yes. And uh, hospitalization.
0: They are also reporting on fire departments as well, where you had fire department vaccination rates around like the 50s to 60s before the vaccine mandates were taking place. And now they're in the high 90s. It's saving freaking lives,
1: man. Well, the company I work for was going to follow the regulations, do testing, make sure that, you know, they had records if anyone was vaccinated or not. Now they're not going to do it. Should it be the federal government that has to come in and make sure that we're safe? at work no but as we're seeing otherwise it's not going to get done those companies don't care no the ceos and the the executives have their own offices what do they care if the schmucks that are huddled together in cubicles are coughing all over each other and infecting each other they don't care and
0: let's also be objective here for a second too the supreme court also ruled that it was unconstitutional for the federal government to mandate these things through osha the supreme court also left room for things like the state courts to do what they wish and actually that's still on the table as well where if say for example they won't because it's wisconsin but say for example wisconsin chose to do a vaccine mandate for employers at the state level that would be fine in the supreme court's eyes
1: right they specifically said osha can't correct mandate which is a federal so again it just removes any power even though they say that they've indisputably given osha the power to regulate occupational dangers they've taken away its ability to regulate the occupational danger of being infected by a global pandemic in the workplace so now i have the ability to work from home fortunately i've not been forced to go back to work even though without the pandemic my job would be an on-site job for no good reason, as I've been home for over a year, but at some point they're likely to try to force everyone back into the gigantic sprawling campus that they spent millions of dollars on right What happens if I get sick? You get everyone else sick like like the way God intended. <laughs> all right well what if what if i go to work and i get infected at work i have no recourse. no now what if states like california and new york decided to pass laws that would say people can sue like private citizens not the government sure can sue employers who don't who don't follow like the guidelines given by the white house which the white house said every employer should follow the guidelines yes it can't be enforced but they recommend that you do that so now what if a law Uh, much like the Texas abortion law was drafted to say that private citizens were able to sue these companies if they are not following those regulations. Sure. How do you think the Supreme Court would uh, respond? (laughs) Would they say that they, you know, it it doesn't have anything to do with the government. It's just between private citizens. So they don't want to get involved.
0: Oh, Jason, no, you
1: totally misunderstand about
0: how our Supreme Court just does not care about precedent. (laughs) They would do exactly whatever the hell they wanted to do, because that's where our Supreme Court is right now. It's just an activist Supreme Court that does not act in precedent, that does not take jurisprudence seriously. It's just wherever they fit their needs at this specific time.
1: And ultimately, they are fulfilling the conservative mandate to never regulate business, to never do anything that would prevent the maximization of profits over people Yeah, uh, for any corporation, which is really, at the end of the day, that's what this is about. Companies don't want to deal with this.
0: We have the right to put our workers in danger if we feel like it. If that gets in the way of profits, then so be it.
1: The conservative right-wing media and pundits have pushed anti-vaccine nonsense for two years now and have basically cultivated a climate where half the country refuses to get a potentially life-saving vaccine.
0: Well, that's what makes me the angriest about this whole situation. I know we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but when you have Republican talking constantly. Well, it's not about the vaccine. People should get the vaccine. I just don't like the mandates. Bullshit. It's not about the vaccine. Are you serious? Because every single time we try to talk about the vaccine beforehand, you came out against it every step of the way. You actually spread tons of vaccine misinformation about it, spreading doubt to people and making sure they didn't take it to begin with. And now you're weaseling your way out saying, oh, I just don't like how mandates are working, but I like the vaccine. Screw off. Are you serious?
1: I wish we didn't have to have mandates either. I wish everyone would just go get vaccinated. It's the right thing to do. And it's not just about your personal health. It's about the health of everyone around you. But they're not doing the right thing. No, exactly. That's why we need the government to step in. And now the same conservative ecosystem that made people believe they shouldn't get vaccinated in the first place is now also preventing the government from regulating it to keep us safe. Because again, COVID is the best example of how
0: the free market is not the solution for nearly anything like libertarians and conservatives and Republicans will say it is. It's nonsense at the end of the day, because if, and again, just follow the logic for me if everyone did what they were supposed to be doing and got vaccinated
1: the pandemic would have been over
0: well not even just that why would we need a mandate there's no point because everyone would be doing the right thing because people have this weird inherent goodness to them i guess what libertarians and conservatives think there is or something i don't know what it is the whole point of a mandate is because people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing that's why we have rules in the first place oh my god if you ever went to freaking daycare or had a babysitter or got grounded by your parents it's because you broke the rules you didn't scream and yell about how your freedom were being taken away is because you are literally about to shove a knife into an electrical socket. The only reason why we have rules is because people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. If you're a conservative or a Republican and you are upset about these rules but are not doing what you're supposed to be doing and getting the vaccine, sit the hell down because you're literally a part of the problem to begin with.
1: And you can certainly make an argument about the effectiveness against the Omicron variant of vaccines, which is not as high. Sure. But we'll get there. That's the thing. And yes, it was a mandate to only get the original vaccination, the either two doses of the mRNA vaccine or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson. Because these things have evolved so quickly since this whole process was in place, yes, it needed to be updated. Yes, there probably could have been more to it beyond just either testing or be vaccinated. Maybe everyone should get tested in a closed environment. And there's arguments of, well, what about places where employees work from home? Those one, those would not be because it's not a workplace. Sure. It's not regular even though I've heard people spread that lie that it also pertained, if you're in your own home, you have to get tested. No, you don't. But there are situations where you might work outside, not with anyone else, that sort of thing. And yeah, they could have made provisions for that. I get that, but that's not what this ruling is about at all. This ruling 100% says that OSHA cannot regulate hazards that occur outside and inside the workplace. correct, Which is just nonsense. There is a silver lining to this ruling where Justice Roberts and Kavanaugh sided with, I have here, the sane justices. Yeah, that makes sense. In a 5-4 majority decision to allow the mandate for healthcare providers to stand under the authority of the Health and Human Services Secretary. Because they take Medicare and Medicaid money from the government, the government has more oversight into those facilities, those businesses. So that means hospitals, care facilities, like uh elder care, sure, things like that. Senior homes and things uh, like that. Right. Any place that takes government money, this still stands. Which I don't know how you get one and not the other, but I guess you'd have to ask John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh about that.
0: Well, and this was based on the idea or the principle of, like, them not doing
1: harm to their patients, correct? Right. So the majority opinion, uh, we've got a quote from that. Oh, you have? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. After all, ensuring that providers take steps to avoid transmitting a dangerous virus to their patients is consistent with the fundamental principle of the medical profession. First, do no harm. Yeah, exactly. So apparently that's not consistent with any other profession, No, nope, it's not. Do as much harm as possible. <laughs> yeah exactly transmit a dangerous virus in the workplace that's fine as long as you don't take money for medicare medicaid
0: if you're at some marketing firm screw off best of luck to you man
1: and not that the majority of corporations in this country do not take money from the government correct it's just not medicare and medicaid Uh, we also have the dissent written by Alito, oh, it was just insane! Oh my God! A quote from that: "I do not think that the federal government is likely to be able to show that Congress has authorized the unprecedented step of compelling over 10 million healthcare workers to be vaccinated on pain of being fired." The un- oh, so there's he's just going to straight up lie is what he's saying, right? Like we we have we literally do that. <laughs> All sorts of actual vaccine mandates that are not COVID, which would have been fine for the past 200 years.
0: Well, and did you hear about now, I'm maybe going off the um, trail a little bit here, but did you hear the newest Republican thing about how the military is purging the ant or the like the unvaccinated members of its military?
1: I have not specifically, but I, they do have a mandate, obviously the right. federal government. And,
0: and that's the over. idea is that since the military is all now starting to mandate the COVID vaccine, they're saying that this is an intentional purge. Oh, wait for this. Christian soldiers who are pro-life and who do not want to
1: get the vaccine. So the vaccine makes you favor abortion? Because it was made with fetal cell lines, which they don't understand. Only the Johnson and Johnson one. They don't they don't care. And it still doesn't matter anyway. They, they don't they don't care. They they heard fetal once in their life. Like, ah Yeah, they don't care that the most prominent cell line ever was very abusively taken from a black woman yep. and her family. was never compensated and they've made billions of dollars off of the research uh, from one person. That's fine as long as she wasn't a fetus. Exactly. Like the exploitation of someone... of an adult.
0: Yes, I'm an adult is, living person.
1: It's fine.
0: But again, it just goes to show that for some weird reason, they're just dying on this hill saying that this never happened before with all these mandates for vaccines when it literally was already the norm, but no one cared about it because it wasn't polarized before like it is now with the COVID vaccine. Healthcare systems and hospitals already mandated vaccines all the time at risk of being fired. They would have special religious exemptions at times, but you had to show it and you had to make sure that you actually had a definite religion exemption to do it the same exact thing goes for the military sometimes because guess what you need your freaking vaccines if you go overseas
1: well the, yeah everyone every member of the military is forced to get a number of vaccines yes, <laughs> and they don't even tell them what they are they're just like you're getting vaccines today and they give them like 10 of them in a row and that's then it. they go and sleep for a day and then they're fine yes and that's the way it works but no because covid and it's become so and that's exactly what we're talking about it's this nonsense right when Propaganda machine against the COVID vaccine. It's really unprecedented. We've never seen this before.
0: Well, and that's what the real unprecedented thing is, right? Where you have people just freaking out about this vaccine when we've had this forever.
1: As I can't believe I'm saying this, Donald Trump said it's one of the greatest inventions in human history. <laughs> yep. And this is, you know, I as I put in there earlier along party lines, this is the conservative standpoint. It's what they've been pushing forever. Remove all regulations destroy the epa destroy the the dnr destroy everything that stands in the way between businesses and making profit damn the planet damn the people living on it make money that's one of the biggest pillars of the conservative agenda and conservative politics well it's because they
0: have nothing else to stand on their whole point of what a government should be is a non-working government
1: the best government is no government well did uh, no, somebody say a they, government so small you could drown it in a bathtub? No, they they want a
0: government, but just to you know oppress the minorities.
1: Well, and to regulate your reproductive health. Yeah, anything they find icky. But besides that,
0: so I have a solution, Jason, to the problem we just talked about.
1: What is that? We got to vote
0: these guys out of office. I like my plan.
1: Uh, voting rights are very important. This this segue is not
0: going as well as I would have hoped. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, if you haven't seen, Joe Biden was actually in Atlanta earlier this week talking about voting rights. This actually marked one of his most fierce speeches yet as president of the United States, where he got really into it and took the gloves off was ready to roll because voting rights are really something he cares about actually so much so that he proposed on removing the filibuster if we could not pass voting rights legislation which got promptly killed by cinema Imagine mansion yet again yet again
1: all of this bipartisanship that he's going for and he can't even get every member of his own party on board with anything oh it's great isn't it i'm so glad we elected the unifier joe biden as president that was so great that he won the democratic primary. He's doing such a good job in a speech on Thursday. Kirsten Cinema dramatically holding back tears. <laughs> And with the crucifix prominently displayed, even though she did not swear on the Bible because she said she was not religious when she entered office. Just another thing that she's changed her stance on since she became a senator. Kirsten Cinema bluntly reiterated that she would not support any change to filibuster rules to get voting rights passed. Quote, I will not support separate actions. You need more to sound like a wine mom. It's like, not support actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. It is the view I continue to hold. It is the belief I have shared many times in public settings and in private settings. Eliminating the 60 vote threshold will simply guarantee that we lose a critical tool that we need to safeguard our democracy scene. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Bravo, if you bravo, have a minute, bravo. watch some of it. It's so fake. She's such a bad actor. It was awful. It, it was so rage-inducing to, to just watch. She was literally... Acting like she was choking back tears the entire time as she was so passionately defending the, the status quo. You're right. <laughs> that that filibuster, that noble thing that we invented to not pass civil rights legislation, and has nothing to do with the Constitution or the founding of the United States or anything that was baked into the framework. Of our legislative branch as something that specifically was there to make sure that white supremacy was upheld, just like a lot of things. And apparently, it's you know it's a, a time-honored tradition that must be upheld, according to Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. And just in case, uh, y- you know you thought that oh this is just Kirsten Cinema out here, uh, Joe Manchin had her back. Well, that's not a shocker at all. Uh, he later praised cinema. Now, just imagine that like, there's like country road, you know, from John Denver, <laughs> just like playing in the background. And released his own statement confirming that he would also not vote to change the filibuster This was written so i don't have like a performance to give for this one but a quote from it the ability to debate and do the hard work to find consensus between the two parties is more important for our country now than ever before with the senate evenly divided Allowing one party to exert complete control in the Senate with only a simple majority will only pour fuel onto the fire of political whiplash and dysfunction. I don't know what that means. That is tearing this nation apart, especially when one party controls both Congress and the White House. You know, because the American people decided that they wanted to support that vision from that party, but not according to Joe Manchin. Let's see, they shouldn't be able to do anything. As such, and as I have said many times before, I will not vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. So we're not doing anything, Joe. Uh, it's more important that we do nothing. I'm so glad the do-nothing Democrats
0: are just really sticking to their name, you know? They they won't fulfill every single bad stereotype that people have for them. Because
1: passing any piece of legislation, no matter how publicly popular is too much that's allowing one party to exert way too much control if they're allowed to pass anything
0: well and again we know why joe manchin is doing this we talked about it in a previous episode because he's bought and paid for by
1: the coal industry
0: but kirsten simma i i just i don't understand what she's doing i don't does she know she's not going to get elected again after this i i don't know where she's going i don't know why she is doing the things she's doing i don't know why she's being as snippy and as snobby as she is i I don't understand what's going on here. This isn't and again, I hate to put it this way, like, does she have some personal thing against Joe Biden? Because this isn't Bernie Sanders she's dealing with. We don't have some crazy socialist that just like about to like destroy our country whatever in the moderate's eyes may be.
1: This well, is Joe is, freaking Biden. She's saying, look, well, I support this legislation. It should pass, but we shouldn't like do anything to make that happen. We should just let it fail and be filibustered.
0: Bye. And again, I'm going to reiterate this as well. When Republicans have control, probably in 2022 because Democrats are going to get a single thing done, they're going to abolish the filibuster and then they're going to pass whatever they want because they know they have the opportunity to do so. They do not care about playing with the rules. So why are Democrats screwing themselves over for an outdated rule that we should not even have right now to play nice with Republicans who will not do the same for us? And let's talk about what has happened already because Democrats haven't done anything with this. A new article from Axios has said that now families are not going to receive child tax credit payments that were received first in the American rescue plan for the first time in six months. More than 35 million families have been receiving these payments during the COVID pandemic, according to the IRS. And the Build Back Better plan would have permanently extended those tax credits, saving millions and millions alive, bringing children out of poverty.
1: 50%, half of the children in the United States who were in poverty were no longer in poverty statistically after these child tax credit payments. And you want to guess who opposed them? I mean, yeah, obviously it was all
0: the Republicans because they're crazy. Yeah, every single Republican.
1: And also Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Yep, because we could not get any semblance of the Build Back Better plan passed, despite months of negotiation and promises that it would get passed. And the progressive caucus caving and allowing the infrastructure bill to pass, despite being reassured over and over again that those two bills were linked together and they would both get passed. It's over. So I want. I want to ask you a question
0: jason i think it was on maybe 538 maybe like a month or so ago and they were talking about
1: oh nate silver's been having a good month oh right? it's been doing
0: really well hasn't he <laughs> i think they were talking about how the coverage of build back better has been just horrible for democrats in general and a lot about how even if something passes with build back better now it's still gonna feel like a loss and at the end of the day there's so much pressure on joe manchin and kirsten Sinema because it's already kind of just taken as a given the republicans do a damn thing. Oh, yeah. They and, won't and that's just accept it. Yeah. So,
1: Anything that's not a corporate giveaway, which is what the infrastructure bill was, they're not voting for it.
0: So what are your thoughts on, and actually we can even tie ourselves because we're doing it right now. What are your thoughts on the idea of we kind of just assume Republicans are awful and terrible? We just ignore that and accept it as what it is and focus all our time on mansion and cinema. Do we should Democrats or should progressives focus more on what Republicans are doing, or should we still try to hold our our own party accountable
1: more often. Well, I think both. I think you hold mansion and cinema accountable by lumping them in with Republicans. And you say, look, this conservative mindset of do nothing, the government should not do anything, should not spend any money unless it's on the military or tax breaks for the rich or giving money to corporations is what's killing our middle class and is destroying the fabric of our country. And push them and say, these talking points too that all this spending is leading to inflation which is garbage because inflation is people having more money to spend on goods driving up the price because of scarcity but that's not what's happening what's happening is a shipping and infrastructure issue that's leading to scarcity and companies raising prices because of that which has nothing to do with buying power and do you have more money to spend since the pandemic I don't nope so how is it Inflation. It's just price gouging by companies that they know they can get away with it because supplies are limited currently. So everything's gonna cost more. Apparently, that's the the problem with the American Rescue Plan and the infrastructure bill and all this spending. That's what's causing uh Walmart and meat packers to raise their price, not because half their employees died from COVID and now they actually have to pay more to hire people back because nobody wants wants to risk their lives for the current minimum wage which is not even a living wage you'd be out on the street trying to pay your rent with that that apparently is the problem with spending and social programs and that's what you say and you lump Manchin and Cinema in with the Republicans, but it's not just them. They're not the problem. The problem is that mindset. And Joe Manchin's been the one cheerleading it and saying, we can't pass the Build Back Better bill because of inflation. You just say that that reasoning is nonsense and ridiculous, and you articulate why. And I don't care if that's refuting Republicans or refuting Joe Manchin. It's the truth. And that's what you go with. You don't worry about whose toes you're stepping on. You just plead your case and plead the case of the American people. Just listen to a Bernie Sanders speech. He does it real well. (laughs) And it's some good news. Leader of the Oath Keepers
0: and 10 other individuals were indicted in federal court for seditious conspiracy, which is the highest offense that anyone's ever been charged with yet, and other offenses related to U.S. Capitol
1: breach. So due to the January 6th riot, uh, insurrection, terrorist attack, violent terrorist attack, uh, per Ted Cruz. <laughs>
0: Before or after Tucker.
1: <laughs> Pre-Tucker. pre over and take it on Tucker Carlson. So who are the Oath Oath Keepers, and we'll probably, we talked about this maybe real soon, we'll do more of an in-depth look at some of these militia groups and what their background is, because I think it's kind of interesting. But as just a quick rundown, the Oath Keepers are an extremist, militant, pro-Trump group consisting of tens of thousands of members. Uh, They've got like half a million followers on Facebook. I I believe the tracking done by the Southern Poverty Law Center lists about 25,000 members okay. that are collected mostly from military and law enforcement veterans. And along those lines, five of the 11 indicted members, including the, the leader, are former military. They are anarchist libertarians who fantasize about rising up against a tyrannical government. That's what they are. They are cosplayers who think that they are... Literally the rebellion. Right. That that the government's coming to take away their guns and put that literally put them in concentration camps and that they have to be ready at any moment to fight back and that law enforcement and military in particular their number one oath which is why they're called the oath keepers is to the constitution and that if someone gives them a order that they believe is unconstitutional it's their duty to fight back against them they are lunatics and they are constantly like january 6th was the day they were waiting for. They yeah. finally had their chance to rise up against the governments. And they took it. And yeah, you see, they were definitely involved. But now, here's what's
0: interesting about this with the leader of the Oath Keepers, who I just, I have to say his name. Elmer Stewart Rhodes III. My God, what a name. <laughs> Elmer. I can't imagine anyone named Elmer as, like, a badass <laughs> or anything like that. Well, he
1: is a former army paratrooper and Yale-educated lawyer. Isn't that crazy? But you have you have more. <laughs> There's that. a little bit more to that. <laughs> he also shot out his own eye after dropping a loaded pistol on the ground. And if you see any pictures of him, he's generally wearing an eye patch because he shot out his own eye. Not while he was in the army. I believe he was discharged after getting a spine. Injury uh, paratrooping. Interesting.
0: And then, of course, he's a frequent guest on the Alex Jones show and then was also banned on Twitter for inciting violence. Surprise, surprise. So here's the interesting thing about Elmer Elmer wasn't actually in the group that stormed the Capitol. He remained outside of it. And I think he actually remained outside of DC planning and coordinating everything. So what our Department of Justice is doing is actually linking him to the conspiracy charges, how he planned and coordinated the attacks for months, if not like a year in advance of what was happening. This is is actually going back to, if you remember um, Merrick Garland's speech, I think we covered it maybe a month or not a month, a week or two ago when he talked about how he was actually going to make sure that all people were brought to justice both inside and outside the Capitol or if they were involved in the Capitol directly or not.
1: So this is big news. We do have some wording from the actual release by the Justice Department and these charges. It said that while certain Oathkeeper members and affiliates breached the Capitol grounds and building, others remained stationed just outside outside of the city in quick reaction force teams, again this cosplaying. According to the indictment the QRF teams were prepared to rapidly transport firearms and other weapons into Washington in support of operations aimed at using force to stop the lawful transfer of presidential power.
0: Now and I want you to understand the severity of these charges the idea of seditious conspiracy does not really get brought up anymore in an actual legal sense. I mean, we talk about treason, you are know, like, oh, that, that guy was treasonous so or that guy's conspiring to do something. Most of what we consider seditious conspiracy was actually legally kind of carved away because of we have something called the First Amendment here in the United States. And we want to make sure that people weren't actually being targeted for seditious conspiracy by our own government for protesting it itself. So when Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice is actually charging people with seditious conspiracy, that's like as high as they could possibly go. And they need to know that they're about to to back that up for an appeal upon appeal upon appeal upon appeal
1: well the actual wording and what the definition um would be is to oppose by force the execution of the laws governing the transfer of presidential power yes and that's specifically what they're going to have to prove which is very difficult to do but i mean man i
0: i don't know if there's ever a time to call something seditious conspiracy but this is it
1: (laughs) i mean i think the idea was if they actually gain Control of the Capitol building with all of the members of congress inside and they had taken over the entire building that's when you would have seen this other part their qrf teams bringing in firearms to hold yes but they never actually got that far and i think that's where things fell apart
0: well that kind of goes back to where a lot of people mostly republicans can try to cast down the january 6 attacks because it wasn't successful those
1: those gallows didn't actually get used
0: right literally it's actually harder to prove this kind of stuff weirdly
1: enough now this isn't i mean yes it's very severe but it's still the maximum penalty is 20 years in prison okay but have which you is seen, a lot have
0: you seen elmer though <laughs> he yes ain't gonna, he ain't, eye
1: patch and all he ain't gonna survive 20 years <laughs> man
0: that's a life sentence for that guy <laughs> So this marks the first big change in how the Department of Justice in Merrick Garland is prosecuting and charging these people where we talked last week that most of these charges were pretty light, even like just a month or two for a lot of these people. And we're probably going to see a lot more of this too, which is very good. So we told you to kind of sit tight on the Department of Justice. Here it comes. And then more about how Republicans are super seditious and conspiracists or whatever, they hate our country. A Waukesha County judge rules that absentee ballot drop boxes are no longer
1: allowed. So despite the fact that a Republican-led state legislature created the Wisconsin Election Commission in order to regulate state elections and give guidance to local municipalities. They're now fighting
0: that same guidance.
1: Yes. They are now saying that the ballot drop boxes, which we talked about previously, I am in Waukesha County and I voted at a ballot drop box in the last election, the presidential election, and it is the same exact drop box that I can use to put in my payments for my taxes and utilities to the county. Uh, apparently that's not secure enough nope. for my ballot. And they use specifically in this article that we're linked to the notion that, oh, it's just a shoebox on a park bench. Or it
0: could be a shoebox <laughs> on a park bench. <laughs>
1: that's But that's what they want you to believe they are. Like they're unsecure. They're just out in the middle of nowhere. Anybody can just go in there and take all the votes out and change them or whatever.
0: Well, let's, let's try to steel man this argument here so
1: that's what they use this well, <laughs> specific
0: example sure but well i'll give a context so the wisconsin institute of law and liberty a horrible conservative lobbying and law firm um, legal group that was fighting against this was arguing that specifically saying there is no actual law in our state constitution in wisconsin that allows for drop boxes to exist literally that's what it is it's not saying that per se that we can't have drop boxes because our constitution is safe. We can't have draw boxes, but because it only says that you can either send in your absentee ballots by either mail or by giving them directly to the clerk in person.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What's a mailbox? Shut up. If not, shut
0: your mouth. You shut your mouth right now and you stop talking.
1: (laughs) Granted, (laughs) they're not. I am speaking. (laughs) Granted, you don't find them much anymore. (laughs) Mine looked exactly like a mailbox, (laughs) by the way. Therefore, you can only do it
0: those two ways, and you cannot do it via Dropbox because, and since there's no law around how Dropboxes should be regulated, it could be something as crazy as a shoebox on a park bench. That's the example that Jason brought up. They are words.
1: So. Even though that's not what actually exists in reality. So I'm going to tell
0: you exactly why this is totally nonsense and disingenuous. If their reasoning was Dropboxes are fucked fine, but there's actually just no legal standard for them. We need to actually have legal standards to make sure that they're protected and standardized. Sounds pretty like a Democrat thing to me. Then fine. Then we would actually have legislation that would go through our state assembly, also go through our Senate and then get approved by our governor. Boom, bang, wipe your hands. You're good to go. But that's not what they want to do. The whole point of this lawsuit is to stop drop boxes altogether.
1: Well, yeah, it would go to the state assembly and would never even make it onto the floor.
0: Well, exactly. And that's why it's completely disenjoyed from the entire get-go because this has nothing to do about election integrity. This has nothing to do with voter fraud because, remember, we had extremely little voter fraud in the entire
1: country, let alone Wisconsin. Uh, we read all of them we, on yes, a previous we episode, like all 12 instances right. of potential they voter found fraud. nothing.
0: The only reason why they're doing any of this is because they want to stop people from voting. They want to make it literally
1: harder for people to vote. They want you to have to stand in line for hours in large populated areas. Grant, this is a different state, but we
0: saw what the Texas GOP tweeted out last week where they said, well, if you were going to stand in line for a COVID shot, you can
1: stand in line to vote. That's what they want. They want it to be painful to vote because they know the harder it is to vote, the longer the lines, those lines are going to be worse in large urban areas where the population is much more dense and those are traditionally Democrat areas. So the lines in Milwaukee and Dane counties, Milwaukee and Madison, are going to be much longer than in your rural, more sparsely populated Republican areas. And remember, we vote on Thursdays for some stupid reason. People have to take off of work. They have to go before work. They have to go after work. And if you're going to have to sit in a six hour line, you're not going to do it. And that's what they want. That's the entire point of all of this. As you just said, It doesn't have anything to do with a fair and safe election. We already have that. It's about making it inconvenient so that people just won't do it because they know people that are retired, people that are your typical Republican voter. They're not one, going to be as burdened because they generally live in less populated areas, but two, they'll do it. They'll sit in line for an hour, two hours, because those are your people that vote in every election. We saw it when Donald Trump became president. Why did Donald Trump beat Hillary? Clinton? Was it because way more Republican voters went out to vote for their guy, Donald Trump, who they love? It has to be. He got the exact he got, he got the popular same vote, right? number of votes that Mitt Romney and John McCain got. You tell me he didn't win the popular vote? Of course he didn't. No Republicans won the popular <laughs> vote since George Bush. The reason that Donald Trump won is because less voters voted for Hillary Clinton than voted for Barack Obama. That's the reason. Why do you think Donald Trump the first? thing that he said when he was pushing this lie of election fraud was there's no way more people voted for Joe Biden than voted for Barack Obama. They knew that's what they were shooting for is less voter turnout because that's what they want cuz that favors them.
0: Well, and again, this goes way back, but why was the Republican Party of Wisconsin actively trying to get Kanye West on the ballot? Cuz they knew that was going to try to split votes in urban areas. They play the game, you guys.
1: This is all a game. To them. And this is about voter suppression. And that is the Republican Party. Yeah, And that's why we need federal voting rights legislation that would get rid of this kind of rule. Which is why we need to end the filibuster. Yes. Because we literally live in a country where you have a
0: pro-democracy party or a pro-actually functioning government party and an anti-functioning government party. An anti-democracy party. This is not how government's supposed to work. They're not supposed to be literal villains in a freaking Disney movie.
1: So, what can you do to fight against this, Joe? What can you do to stop Republicans from stealing your vote? Oh, you have another two hours? <laughs> I'll give you a lot of
0: things, my friend. First and foremost, you need to freaking vote, not just in the presidential elections. We have, literally, spring elections coming up here in Wisconsin. You should probably get ready to vote for those.
1: And wherever you are, you might have spring primaries, spring general election. Literally, your
0: local mayors, your county supervisors, your district judges. Whatever they may be, you as need we see, to vote
1: county judges make a difference. We literally have a Waukesha County
0: judge that just struck this down. Now, granted, it's gonna probably get appealed, but still, what do you think's
1: gonna happen? It's gonna go to our state Supreme Court, which is still conservative major- majority. Literally, although we do have a, a we swing got a Hagedorn, vote. baby. Yeah, the swing votes. Here we go. Which who knows which way he'll he'll rule? But yes, I would much rather, again, this time, go down to City Hall, put a mask on get out of my car, walk up to the drop box, which is in front of city hall, which is right next door to the police department, throw my ballot into that shoebox on a park bench and go home and not have to sit in a line for two hours. And my voting place used to be a, a retirement community, whatever you want to say, old folks home Yeah, during co- COVID's not going to be over by then. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of districts put together into probably city hall or wherever and i'm gonna have to sit in a much longer line thanks to republicans and i know people are gonna complain about it but they're voting republican yep they're gonna wait in line grumble about it grumble about republicans about it no they'll just say oh i can't believe the go- government they're terrible sure. look yeah, at I'd they're not gonna specifically blame republicans and then vote for the problem they'll probably be like oh biden because they don't most people don't even pay attention to why this stuff is happening which goes to my other thing you need to do talk to your friends and family share this podcast share (laughs)
0: Give give us money. Sign up for our Patreon. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, go
1: to our Patreon.
0: Um, Actually, instead of giving us money, what you should be doing is then getting involved with primary campaigns right now. I can tell you from experience that campaigns are struggling. Help out people who are trying to out these people. Get rid of Republicans any way you can. Donate. Volunteer. Get on their freaking email list. I don't know. Do something to help these people because they're actually trying to do something. And if you don't have time, that's fine. Then give them your money. That's how this works works democracy is a full-time all-year-round thing and you don't have to do it all day every single day there are people who do that like me and jason who actually care about it all the time so you don't freaking have to
1: i don't do it every day
0: well fine but you actually watch the news and stuff every day what you get my point
1: when we're not recording i i purposefully ignore news (laughs) i do it's like a job dude i'm i'm trying
0: to talk us up (laughs) you're killing me right now but help out those who are trying to make a difference in your communities learn about who's running in your area from the small Smallest seat to the largest and help them out how you can. That's how you get these people out. That's how you make a difference. And that's how we actually get voting rights passed in this country. We have a Senate race coming up in 2022. Ron Johnson, you want to know how you can stop relying on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema? Get a bigger majority in the Senate. Ron Johnson needs to go. So donate to your favorite senatorial campaign or donate to Wisconsin Democrats. I don't care what it is, but they need help.
1: Mandela Barnes go here Man- in
0: Wisconsin. Go go, Mandela not, Barnes. Not
1: Alex Lazary Mandela Barnes. Is pretty good. You should just. Yeah, we don't need another billionaire from a different state. Herb Cole 2.0. <laughs> Let's go. At least Herb Cole is from Wisconsin. But yes, uh, I personally, out of uh, who's left in the Senate race on the Democratic side in Wisconsin, I personally support Mandela Barnes, our current lieutenant governor, Sarah Rodriguez for our next lieutenant governor. Yep. Make sure, you know, Tony Evers is the only thing standing between us and the handmaid's Tale here in Wisconsin. Yep. Make Make sure you vote for him. That's incre- That's probably the most important race that's coming up, at least for us locally. I'd agree. But yes, get educated. Understand what is really at stake. And I would say even like your local school board races, like those are being taken over. Yes. Uh, and your county supervisors and, and aldermen, sometimes it's really difficult to find information on these people that are running because most of them, they don't have much of a presence.
0: No. Oh, and then they're nonpartisan. So you never know. I literally, what well, was like a year, you know, maybe two years ago, I voted for somebody for my um alderman because I thought he was a really awesome dude. Found out him and his wife are hardcore Trumpers. And I totally voted for them by accident, even though I'm an involved <laughs> person. That's how hard it is sometimes. So you have to pay real close attention. And when I said about donating, it kind of goes double for them because they literally have no money. So get involved with that because you have people like Steve Bannon who are telling the crazies every single freaking day to go out and run for these seats. So you probably have someone crazy already running for your, one of your seats in your communities right now. You just may not know it.
1: So we say it all the time, but it's the most important thing. Get involved. Vote. is Voting is... that That's the minimum, That's man. your duty. That's like your minimum. You, you should feel compelled to do that. But being educated is one of the most important things that doesn't cost you any real time or money. I guess a little bit of time, but it's time well spent. And then, yeah, if you've got some extra money, throw it at a candidate that embodies what you want to see out of a politician. And if you've got extra time, think about volunteering. Make some phone calls, talk to your friends. Just do what you can to spread the word that January 6th never ended. Nope. That it's ongoing and it's voting rights is the number one thing that we need to protect. Republicans say it that we need fair and and uh safe elections. They're the ones trying to make sure they're not. Verbatim, literally and we need to stop them because as we saw in Wisconsin is one of the most gerrymandered states in the country and that's and just the start will remain that way ensuring that republicans will always control our state legislature despite the fact that they're the minority in this state and we need to make sure that does not happen across the country because if left to their own devices it will so yes we need to vote out republicans not just on a national level like we did with Donald Trump We need to do it on a state and local level as well. That is the only way we keep our rights. Couldn't agree more.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ThinkProPod. You can email us at ThinkProPod at gmail.com. And remember, when in doubt, think progressively.
1: louder than nor you're like all <laughs> sorry like, it's ah the- <laughs> let's go it's the coke man i'm all coked out right
0: now you're doing great thanks <laughs> bluntly radio <laughs> see it's contagious